Shut up, I love it. Remember, everyone, when you listen to Shut Up, I Love It, what happens on Shut Up, I Love It stays on Shut Up, I Love It. Shut Up, I Love It is here, and I am Joe Cabello. And I'm Sasha Feiler, and this is a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood, hated, um, anything, anything. And all bets are off on this episode. And who is joining us today? Well, he is a TV writer whose most recent credit was American Soul on BET. He's also a writing instructor at Script Anatomy. Welcome, Zach Ayers. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, guys. It's, it's a 50-minute flight from here. We could get in the car and we could be on the strip in two hours. It's oh, you already we could if we drive ninety, we'll be there in four hours if we even drive. That's the great thing. And, and I've driven ninety before there, and like I've I've done maybe even higher than you 90. got. Uh, Are we hinting at, at the topic without saying the topic? Sometimes we end up doing that, <laughs> and it feels like a fever dream. So why don't we just reveal it? I know people are like their butts are tingling. Just wanted yes. to get the actual topic name. It's Las Vegas, baby. Las Vegas. I love be it. A lady oh, tonight. Yeah. I mean, growing up in Siberia, like that was in like a vernacular of like the coolest place in the world. It was like, what do you think? You're in Vegas or something? Like meaning like you're in like fucking <laughs> heaven. Like you you think you reached the highest moment of your life. So I mean like coming from Siberia. Vegas is a big, big deal. Yeah. That, that never occurred to me that there isn't a Russian equivalent of Las Vegas. There's there's not? There's No, I mean, maybe they like tried to imitate it, but every Russian knows there's no imitation of Las Vegas. The house always wins in Russia. Yeah. In Russia, you own house? House owns you. <laughs> yeah, so, something yeah. like that. We'll workshop it throughout the episode and get it. <laughs> So this Las Vegas, big city, obviously Russia loves Mm. um, Las Vegas. Uh, What category do you believe that Las Vegas is in, in a shut up, I love it situation? Well, I often feel like I have to defend something that I shouldn't have to defend. So I think that it is a misunderstood shut up, I love it, Mm -hmm. that people have a perception or even experience with how uh what las vegas is and i don't i don't think it's that uh, you know and i i hope mm. i don't i want i'm really curious where you two land um on las vegas but i really think that i could convince anyone that it would be a good time even if they've had the, a, a terrible time there in the past and are you a visitor is that like your love for las vegas or did you grow up there what's, what's right your relationship? no i'm a i'm a visitor um did not grow up there, but I did have, I grew up Catholic and uh, I grew up in Alaska, but when you're Catholic, I have this theory that you're only really allowed two vices, drinking and gambling. (laughs) And so my family would take, we'd always take a trip to Disneyland and then my parents would take a trip to Las Vegas or sometimes Reno from Alaska to go and do this thing. So it, so as a child, it was always, I mean, maybe maybe it was like living in Russia as a child. Is, is, uh, Siberia and Alaska, is, very similar. You know that, sure. right? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I always thought of it as some kind of 
you know, Mecca, some kind of dream world that, yeah, anything is possible. And, and, uh, so I hadn't experienced it until my twenties, but now I can't stop experiencing it. So how often do you go to Vegas? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good question. I think that COVID has tamped that down. Um, but, uh, I would say like twice a year. Which is a lot. I think it's is a it lot. a lot? I don't go to don't a, the know. beach uh, twice a year, and we're I ten don't. minutes from it. So uh, <laughs> I go to Vegas know. more than the beach. So, and am I right? It was in your in your twenties was when you first went there, or was it when, when I you first were a went kid? there? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no, my parents would go by themselves. <laughs> so you didn't get the the kid version too, because I feel like if you started going since you were a kid and continued throughout growing up you kind of get a different swath of everything versus if you like go there on your 21st birthday. I think you also might, I agree with that. I think you might also come away feeling some resentment to Las Vegas. Cause <laughs> when I, when I'm there and I see children, it's like, I see children. It's like when I see children in like, I don't know the West village in Manhattan, I just feel really bad for them because they're not experiencing <laughs> what childhood should, should be like. And so I, I can it, yeah. feel that Vegas, if you're just, if your parents give you like a roll of quarters and send you to the basement of the Luxor to go to the arcade, I can see how you would really hate this place. I mean, by proxy your parents, but like you'd never want to go back to, to this place. And I didn't have that experience. I only had positive vibes going into it. So not a lot of baggage. I have to admit that Vegas actually has given me some interesting job opportunities. And I've well, yeah, I had like a very fruitful trip there the first time I went there when I was like probably 24 years old. Like a lot of things happen and I'm willing to share. I'm willing to share. Please. Um, yes. it, yeah. It feels almost as even though you're saying that there's still some sort of shield in front of you. But I'm, yeah. you're also you letting my imagination to. run wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this thing called National Association of Bro Broadcasters, like one of the many like, um, what is it? Conventions in Vegas. It's like the television tech related. And uh, I went to Brooklyn, Colle Brooklyn College, the University of New York for uh, like bachelor's and in television and radio. And then immediately to M got my MFA, like a two-year MFA program in television production. And pretty much upon graduating the program, we went to NAB with like a few of my friends thinking like, this is like cool, NAB, like this is what we do. Like we work in television production. Networking and stuff. Yeah. And so we went to Vegas and a few things happened. So one thing happened that was like really big in my life um, is that we went to the job fair. And I've never worked legally at that point in the United States. I came to America at 19 by myself, had to work cash jobs. But like now I had, um, for some other reasons, I had a, like ability, I had like a work permit, I could work. So uh, I, my friend Steven and I like saw like a tiny little ad for job fair and we went to the job fair at NAB. And I like got to talk, talk to some people from CNN, from the Washington DC, like um, uh, office of CNN. And they like connected me to New York people and I immediately got hired to be editor producer at CNN, which was crazy. And like from then on, it's kind of like how I, like in the very like secondary ways, how I met my husband and kind of how I 
kind of moved to LA. Like it's basically my whole traje- trajectory. Wow, and that like, feels very classic. Here. Went to a it's job fair in your industry, <laughs> got a job, got a it's husband. So like who? But who does that? You know. But it's all. But then there were other things. So then I also never pl- like I never gambled because I couldn't understand how it's done. But I found two hundred dollars cash on the floor, so which was like interesting. I was like, wow, I don't even have to gamble to make money. Um, but the other thing has happened. The reason I do not like Vegas, I'm sorry, mm. is I almost got killed in Vegas. And I'm very, very scared of the certain object that almost killed me. We were very drunk and a group of us were walking on like a second uh, outdoors on like some hotel floor on the second floor, but it's like outside. I don't know. It's like there's a lot of escalators between hotels and then like you have like outdoor like almost like a patio where you just walk by as a pedestrian and sometimes there's ceilings sometimes there's just open sky and we were walking pretty drunk like four of us or something and suddenly this chandelier falls right in front of us the chandelier size of a room you know like a room yeah they're big they're ornate they're big like if it was i was probably like four feet and like if i was like four feet ahead of myself i would have died like there's no there's no question about that and we were so drunk we just stared at the chandelier and be like what is happening like we could not process it you know and suddenly the security guard runs over he's like what the hell is going on we're like we almost got killed and of course thinking back i'm like we could have sued the hell out of mm-hmm. this place but instead we're just <laughs> like okay we're gonna go like and he like reprimanded us for some reason for being there it was really weird i think we we're just drunk a little too drunk to like yeah when you're really drunk there are some (laughs) situations where even if nothing's your fault it you're just bad for being drunk there yeah i think i was just felt guilty from um yeah from drinking and yeah i mean that makes sense i'm russian again um and so yeah and so since then like i always watch out for chandeliers like i will never sit under a chandelier Sorry, I'm going this long run, but it's almost over. The point is, like, Vegas, like, really traumati- traumatized me. Like, that was my first, like, oh, shit, I almost died experience. There were other ones since then, but that was, like, a very clear one right in front of me. And so, trauma, trauma. Trauma is okay. strong. I, I want to acknowledge the fact that you nearly died, and I want to offer my sympathies and empathy towards <laughs> that. But honestly, like, the, the idea that you could die there is a mm. bit of a feature, not a bug. I mean, this is what Vegas is all about, is that you do not know what you're getting. You you can fall into a rut and you can do what Vegas tells you to do, which is which is how people often make mistakes. But you are out there like living it up, getting publicly drunk and walking mm-hmm. under a chandelier like, I don't know, like a video game and it falls on you. Like, what a story. You have more stories from story. that, that day than, than, I don't know, you've had yesterday um oh, that's a good it's, point it's definitely one of the those stories that like people enjoy like it's 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 just dumb and it's very handy like yeah you're right looking back what a great what a great moment of my life mm-hmm. what a, a highlight a lot of chance cards in vegas that's, <laughs> that's the beauty of it joe how do you feel about vegas uh well my first time was in my early 20s because i had an ex whose mother lived there so we would visit a couple times and I that for that reason I kind of had the local taste of Vegas and of course the, the more touristy version mm-hmm. that as well. But you know you're just there with a local. They're kind of te- telling you about the city just straight up and kind of the outskirts stuff. And then of course the strip. And yeah, I definitely had some interesting fun times there of just being an idiot 
and doing stupid things. And uh, years later, I would go with two of my buddies uh, there with for a 24-hour trip, no plan of where to stay, no reservations for any hotel or anything like that, and just a lot of uh, brown paste molly. So mm. <laughs> it was the, the drug molly, sure. but essentially just in little baggies of brown in brown paste form mm-hmm. and uh the whole drive we can we were convincing our third friend who doesn't really do this stuff to do the molly we were successful after five hours of badgering and <laughs> it was a great time we had to sleep in the the car in the parking lot all great things so i do like vegas i think vegas is good i need to go more how yeah mm-hmm. when you said that was in your 20s that must have been a, when was that and when's the most recent time you've the been? that time was i think the last time with the those couple buddies and that must have been like seven or eight years ago now so it's yeah. been a while but wow, you don't really? you don't look longingly down the 134 towards all points east and think like there's opportunity over the mountains and because that's what i think you you don't have the desire even though you had a great time you had a great time you don't feel like you need to go and relive it anytime soon yeah you know not really i think i would have right the because that time was so cool epic and you know we didn't even spend any money i think we maybe spent collectively 150 bucks because we just found ways to get drinks for free we were whacked out on something that was probably killing us and to this day is still killing us. But it's a ticking time we, bomb. Yeah, it's still floating <laughs> and it's gonna do something. In paste form. <laughs> yeah, brown paste is never your drugs even should never come in brown fa- paste it form. It shouldn't look like the manner in which it was smuggled across the border. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is a bad sign. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have this huge desire. I'm kind of interesting to interested to hear what your like vision of going to Vegas is. That way, I could see how that matches up. What I'm not doing right. Yeah. So, and I think no, I think what you said you did is exactly right, which is just kind of creating your own agenda. I would say the other thing because the hotels will definitely try to pull you into how are you going to lose money with a smile. And I think that that's how people make a mistake in Vegas is that they just kind of go along with with what the you know carpet leads you towards. And instead, the way that I've found uh, uh, my enjoyment in Vegas is to really focus on the visitors, like to understand that everyone here is all here for generally like the same reason to have a great time and to kind of escape their skin escape their children, escape their home life, their jobs. And they've also brought like a fuck ton of cash in their pockets. (laughs) And they're just, they have their head on a swivel, like looking for a good time. But very often, like they don't, they want to just like have, once there's a spark, once somebody has brown paste or once somebody is like (laughs) singing, um, singing uh, into the road from the uh, the Excalibur karaoke bar in the center of of the casino. And then all of a sudden it snaps for people and like, fucking mental conga lines happen and everyone's having a great time and it's so bizarre and weird. You'd never experience that anywhere else. But the, that's, that's the focus when you go to Vegas is just figuring out that 
everyone is kind of waiting for something to happen. And if you don't kind of initiate, you may miss it too. But you also should be on this head on a swivel for like, what's what's the crazy party of four people yes. drunk almost hit a chandelier? Holy shit, I should buy those people a drink. Or maybe just at least <laughs> sit them down and let them sober up. But they have a story. And you're, there's nowhere in the world where you're going to encounter such a confluence of people also living in an elevated way um, again. Like the only other, I was thinking about this, the only other place where this day and age in America, you can see so many different kinds of people is the airport. But the context is different mm. because people hate being at the airport. Yeah, it's but so people miserable. like enjoy being in Vegas. But in Vegas, like you can, I mean, the hotels are basically themed after this, right? There's there's the 1% hotel. There's the redneck hotel. There's like the uh, Russian and uh, hotel. People are people are immigrating into this place for one night, two nights, four nights mm -hmm. to just kind of be in a elevated part of what they think is is um, fancy. But then you yeah. walk down the street and you're just walking into an entirely different world. You know, it's like it, and and you're running into people who don't think or look or definitely don't vote like you. But you're mm -hmm. all like there to have a good time. So kind of. It's it's like this weird. So it's a communal it's, experience. It's a total communal experience. Okay, that's a great yeah, way I to love think it. about it. Yes, I, I never thought about the mindset of the people because even like Los Angeles, uh, where we're at, there's a lot of tourism, you know. But even like someone on a tourist uh, trip that you met, they're not quite as down for what they would be if they were in Vegas. Right. right. And it also L.A. doesn't really facilitate that fun either because it gets pretty. I mean, the places where tourists go get pretty dirty. And I think there's like a, a tourists here come with a bit of uh, other guard up. I think I'm, I yeah, perceive yeah. that. I, I that, think so. Whereas in Vegas, you completely drop your guard because that's part of the fun. It's it's like yeah. mostly safe. It's you know, you're all kind of in it to have a good time. Um, you're all on vacation. Um, you've, and there's like opportunity everywhere, you know, like the casino bells are ringing and people are like winning money and people are drinking and people are, you know, have their eyes dilated and people are eating fancy restaurant at fancy restaurants where they wouldn't go otherwise. And there's like all these experiences that, um, I think is more accessible, uh, not only like financially, cause I want to get, a, I want to get to that in Vegas too. But also just um, in proximity to each other, like the whole thing is on the strip. It's a it's a it's a contained world. Whereas if you're going to Los Angeles for vacation, like you're, I don't know, you're taking a bus to Beverly Hills and then you're staying downtown and then you don't you go to the beach, but there's no real central place. And aren't you also like on a vacation in Los Angeles? Aren't you like looking to hopefully see a movie star? You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're seeing a movie star is all people can think about. Yeah, you're not hoping to, to party with just some random person yeah. with brown paste. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, I think there's some like expectations are different, right? In Vegas you know what you're getting into. Yeah. But even like the you know, the 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 aspiration for somebody going to Hollywood or to, to Los Angeles on vacation to like see a celebrity, like you're setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment. Like that's not much of a if you're gonna even get that story, it's only it's not. It's going to be fleeting. It's not going to be what mm. you expected, and it's probably oh, yeah. going to be an encounter with Andy Dick. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Correct. I know where to find him at any point. Just go right. on like a corner of what is it? Hollywood Boulevard and Kawenga. He's probably still yeah, there. Yeah, he's still waiting the for the iOS <laughs> to open up again. Yes. Oh! <laughs> Never forget. Yeah. Uh, so um, you talked about finances and money with it. And you seem to not be one about spending a lot of money there. That's kind of what I'm getting. Well, I would say that you don't have to spend a lot of money to have a good time there. And I'll, so here's, here's like Uncle Zach's tips for <laughs> doing Vegas on a budget. Uh, my friend Karen and I, we've, we've patent pending this. Um, so drinks are free in Vegas, right? Uh, at least they can be. Certain drinks are Vegas. And so here's the game that you play to start off on a, on a budget Vegas trip. You start at one end of the strip. I like to start at Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay is at like the furthest south, the southern end of the strip. You go to the casino floor and you search for a cocktail waitress. Somebody walking around the slot machines taking orders. And you kind of like, you have to play a game. You have to be, you have to be, uh, you know, like a, like a leopard um, sneaking up on them because they don't want you to know. They don't want to know that you're just there for the drinks. They think that you want to be there to gamble and the drinks are just going to encourage you. But instead, you're doing the opposite. You're going to stalk until they are taking orders. You slip into one machine. You, you, your whole friends share them. And you have a $20 bill. And you put that $20 bill in there. And hopefully, you just catch the waitress. And she sees you put the money in. And you say, oh, I'll have a Jack and Soda, two Jack and Sodas. And she wants a champagne. And you know, uh, yeah, yeah, and that's what we want, Jack and Sodas. And, and OK, we'll be right back. And then you bet 25 cents. 25 cents, mm-hmm. 25 cents. And hopefully you only go down like $3 before she comes back with a full tray of drinks and you tip the lady a dollar of drink and then you cash out and you walk out of there with the glass in hand on that escalator to the next casino, which which is the Luxor. And then you do it all again. And if you accomplish this mission, you can get 18 free drinks and you're walking four and a half miles and you are on a tour, an international tour of wonder. You're seeing the pyramids. You're going into the Eiffel Tower. Uh, you know, you're seeing Siberian tigers. Of course. Uh, there's aquariums and also and then also the people, too. Um, and you don't you, you spend less on that and you get more drunk than you would if you were you know, at the frolic room waiting for Keanu Reeves to show up or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been my tactic as well, although I think you have it honed in a little bit more of kind of tracking her down. We would usually just post somewhere and wait for them, and that seems just like a waste of time. So it was better to be proactive. Yeah, you have to. Well, it's also kind of fun. There's like a, there's a stalking to it, which gets... Um, less elegant as you go on uh, i have like <laughs> i've done this quite a few times but it's really fun to kind of be uh you know shushing your friend as you're as, as the waitress clearly knows what you're doing but but they but they let you do it anyway um so the other thing the other thing about budget though is that the the rooms the sticker price of rooms can be can be expensive but there are always the competition's fierce and so there's always a deal going on and if you go often enough you don't have to spend a lot of money to get comped rooms Mm. there's vegas kind of knows when you're a sucker to go to vegas if you're a sucker to like you know go with 48 hours notice to vegas and so they'll start sending you you know, free rooms to shitty hotels, but they're still free rooms. And you don't have to stay in that room. You just, and you're just walking around getting a drink. And especially for people in Los Angeles, it's a it's a drive. And then you stay in a hotel that you didn't pay for. And you drink drinks that you're only tipping for. 
and you walk around, you have a good time, and you meet you meet the rest of the world. That's a great trip. Yeah, I, I don't know really how good. you look down on that. Yeah, that free yeah. rooms thing is nice. Yeah. Um. So that's like the meat and potatoes of Vegas. I feel like the gambling, the staying in the hotel. But there's like other stuff that people go to Vegas for. Like I have a friend who, like I, I just like love him. I'm sure he'll recognize who I'm talking about as he listens to it. He's like a writer, published writer, uh, producer. He loves Vegas. Like he, because he loves like the entertainment of Vegas. And he would like constantly go to, Vegas, to see Vegas shows, I think, on top of everything else. And is it something you are familiar with Zach like are you going to like Penn and Teller every couple of years or what's the what's the deal there right right I'm glad you're bringing this up because I do often forget about the entertainment and the shows I I have only seen one show and it was Carrot Top and it's because <laughs> I got free tickets um and it was tell us everything well okay well Carrot Top um so Carrot Top's prop comic um who was uh, famous in the 90s for being a skinny redhead who just, you know, is a little sweaty with his jokes. And now he's like beefcake redhead who's mm. even sweatier <laughs> because of his, I don't know what's going on with his body or his perception of himself, but it is a train wreck of a show. Um, oh, I'm no. sorry if Carrot Top's listening, but it is, yeah, probably is. it's yeah. really sad. <laughs> um <laughs> But that's okay. It's but is still everybody a show. happy? Do people love it? You know, that's a good question. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I'd have a different. I if I paid for that show, mm. I would not be happy. But you. But about other people? People okay, from yeah, Omaha. Okay, but I'm, it, it's all context, right? It's people. Did you mm-hmm. say Omaha? Omaha. Yeah, like Omaha. Like you're not. I just seeing... have a friend from Omaha, so I feel like I just I can say yeah. she always thought that like Omaha was like the Siberia, which I disagree. Alaska is the Siberia of America. There could be two Siberias. There could be more than one Siberia. There's Western and Eastern in Siberia, so there's definitely multiple Siberias. But to go back to it, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that if you're from Omaha, you don't have an opportunity to see talent like Carrot Top. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you know easily. So I think that I think maybe if their frame of mind is right, it is a good time. They may not laugh about it, but again, like, it is a story you're going to tell your grandchildren. Like, seeing this weird comic do prop humor, the same jokes every night for seven nights or six shows, whatever, um, that's a crazy story. And it doesn't have to be funny to be enjoyable. But I'll say I don't generally do shows that us- that really has to do with um, with my Vegas on a budget approach mm-hmm. that I just can't mm. justify going to see Celine Dion for $200. But I will say there are a couple of shows that I regret not going to. Um, one of them is when, uh, um, oh my God, I can't remember her name. Um, <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I'm okay with not seeing Brittany. I'm glad you brought that up, but there's, <laughs> oh my uh, and I'll tell you why. I, okay, well, we'll go, we'll go to Brittany and maybe mm-hmm. I can remember the other person's name. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Brittany showed most of her show on Instagram. Like, you could already see most of it. So, and uh, there was enough backstage 
if you were if you were following Brittany on all the socials, you'd already <laughs> see the show. Um, so I'm a huge fan of, fan of Brittany from from way back, but um, I never felt like I needed to see the show. No, the show that I regret not seeing is Tony Braxton at the Flamingo uh, from 2006 to like 2009. I think that that would have been a really good show, and I'm. I'm a I'm a quiet Tony Braxton fan, and mm. she doesn't really play <laughs> anymore. Her social um, isn't blowing up with uh, footage from shows, right? So right, it's not, it's not. Um, but I there are other things that you can do besides gambling and eating. Uh, we'll skip like the sex dungeon things because I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that. And but that is we'll a save feature it for separate. Of, separate. That podcast. is a feature of Vegas that um, I think can be very appealing to a certain population. Um, but there's also look. There's there's gun ranges. There's drive an indie car. There's the pinball museum, which I just went mm. to. There's a new thing called Area 50, 15? Is it Area 15 or 51? I'm, I should have done my research. 51 but like is this, the alien one. Actual, right? so. yeah. No, but there's like an, uh, uh, an immersive artist's experience. I think it's called Area 15 mm. now, right? Do you guys That's, know what I'm talking about? We don't know in, in terms of Vegas stuff. We just know the um, Area 51 as like, yeah, exactly. So like it's alien. probably a play on Area 51. Play yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. that sense. sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. This is like a this is like a um a, a large scale art exhibit and compound the and the um I went to it last time uh, and there are billboards all along the one thirty four and the two ten if you <laughs> keep driving towards Vegas, um but it is like uh, the 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 centerpiece of this this art compound is this fake grocery store that mm. it's like an immersive um art experience where you suddenly realize that there's more going on and then you can like go behind the grocery store freezer section and then there's like a you know a whole rebel camp and there's a conspiracy going on and you spend like four hours there kind Mm -hmm. of tripping out on this weird light show and trying to figure out uh puzzles and things um that's cool (laughs) like that's that sounds really cool actually yeah yeah there's there's all sorts of weird things in vegas like that that um if you leave the strip um yeah, you'll, you'll have a good time. There's also, you know, other art exhibits um, that I have been to. There's great bars off the strip, like places that um, that the locals go to. There's like a whole Zappos compound, like when Zappos came in um, to, you know, build their version of, I don't know, the Google uh, 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 compound um, with all their employees. There's like all sorts of craft breweries and you know, art exhibits and small boutiques and restaurants and things like kind of off downtown. Um, I just the last time I went, I actually went with my dad uh, a couple months ago, and we went to this old steakhouse that the Rat Pack used to frequent. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like an old steakhouse in a strip mall. Um, and, you know, everyone's in tuxedos and there's like Frank Sinatra stuff everywhere. And you like we, we sat down in the booth where Frank Sinatra would eat and drink and hang out with the ladies across from Sammy Davis Jr. And mm-hmm. like the, the booth is the same booth. Like the Sinatra's farts are still in this booth and I'm oh. eating a tomahawk chop with my father, you know, with the spirit of the Rat Pack around me. Like you can't, where do you do? If you're going, like that's on the, that's 10th on the list of things to do in Las Vegas, but that is number one in Omaha. You know, like that is like oh, a huge yeah. feature. Even though they have their stakes of 
They're sticks. They're really yeah, those are all You can get them in the mail. I heard. Yeah. yeah, you can get them in the mail. Yeah. Um, I think you're also forgetting uh, roller coasters, right? There's a little bit of that. Like, isn't there like a needle you go up and down? And I'm saying it because there is, and I did it, <laughs> and I was... I was going to disagree. Uh, oh, no, I'm glad. Yeah, but I was, again, traumatized for the rest of my life. I'm bad with roller coasters, and it was on my one of my earlier roller coaster experiences. So I did not know that I was bad with roller coasters. Might have been the very first and like second to last roller coaster, penultimate, first and penultimate roller coaster I've ever done. And it was uh, very scary. When it shoots you up, like you go up and then you just like shoot down, which is probably like not that big of a deal. I but, don't do um, that. I'm not good with heights, so I would never do one of the, They have the <sighs> roller coaster around the side of the building or something too, I think. I don't do yeah, that. Yeah, you can also you can also do like a bungee jump off of that. That's the Stratosphere Hotel. It's um. I think the Stratosphere is what I did. Yeah. yeah. Not good memories. Not good. No, good but story. I would say you don't go to Las Vegas for the roller. Co- the roller coasters are kind of um. It's part of the hey family. You can bring your children to this. Mm. Yeah. You know, seventh layer of hell. Um, and they'll have fun. See I an see. arcade and one roller coaster. It's not. They didn't really. It's build not part it. of it. Okay. It's not really part of In it. In my memory, it is a big part of it because, again, trauma. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, it's not. I think it is one of the, that's that experience, that family experience where yeah, you go to the get the family suite at one of these hotels, and your trip is kind of dictated to you. So you're like, all right, we'll do the helicopter and Tony Braxton. The kids will love Tony, and we'll have a great time. <laughs> Yeah, it's um again, I do not love that that kind of Vegas. Vegas, I think I I'm a father of two, I'm married, I look a very domestic <laughs> life, but when I am in Vegas, you get another side of me. You know, like you get you get I don't do the paste molly, but I've I've consumed other illicit <laughs> drugs like that in pill form and you know, you get to wear clothing that is fancier than normal you get to behave in a way that is more obnoxious than you're allowed to in other cities you get to um you get to like talk to people like talk to adults in a context that you you just feel more liberated to just bump into somebody and say hello um that's all like adult stuff that if kids are around it kind of it kind of ruins it yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah that's that yeah, I so, wouldn't want to go. I wouldn't want to go if, like with friends' kids or with my family. With dogs, like what do you do with the dogs? You know? Oh, not. Like, a, I'll bring not my dog, dog anywhere, but not to Vegas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there are a couple dog-friendly hotels, but I've never seen a dog on the strip. It's yeah, it's always just been waiting in the room, so I wouldn't bring it. Yeah, not there's fun. no point. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, we covered a lot of Vegas, and um, I wonder if there's anything else we should address before going to ratings. I can't think of anything. I have some notes, guys, but you can edit this out. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, I've covered everything. I was hoping you guys would fight me more on it, but, <laughs> but well, honestly, I we're not big I'm fighters. I'm a paced guy, so I, you know, Vegas really is my my jam. Uh, I just wish <laughs> I would go more. Me and my fiance, she's never been, so mm. we do need to go just i'm not about to drag her without hotel reservations in my scion saying we're gonna sleep here if all goes south it's just not so so i gotta plan it just slightly but i think i'm into your style of doing it as well i think that's 
the way to do it, especially I've been there and paid $25 for a shot that's half apple juice. So, you know, you got to wow. get away from that. I don't know that bar. That sounds terrible. It's like a club, which already, you know, I'm spending forty dollars to, to get it. Oh, you know, we, I don't. We might want to address the club thing because the club is falls into the the file of this is the agenda of the of the hotel casino and not your agenda. Because yeah. no, I don't know. You guys tell me if you've had other experiences, but I'd have never met somebody who had a good time at the club. They always go go right. in there and they're trying to find a seat and they can't talk to their friends and they can't get a drink or they do and it's expensive and then they're just like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then they I leave. I don't understand clubs. I, I It's just something no. my brain does not process. Yeah. Right. It's just but not for God me. God bless. Yeah. I, I could mm -hmm. see if I was just interested in dancing, but it seems that's never the reason I've gone into a club or anything like I mean, that they won't arrest you for dancing outside anyway. of the club though i mean there's music going on all the time and yeah i mean that's the fun is dancing in the streets it's not in the club mm -hmm. what, what do you think mm -hmm. about the things that are like um you know either free drinks for two hours at this bar or you pay like 20 bucks for a wristband to go somewhere for two hours and you get as many drinks as you can have you run i'm okay those? with that usually those things are during the day and I also another hot tip from Uncle Zach is like you sleep during the day. It gets too hot. And also you don't mm -hmm. want to see people in that high key lighting. Um, you don't want to get day drunk because then you're going to ruin the night and the night's where it's at. The night is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The night is where mm -hmm. the real interesting stuff happens. Isn't it? Yeah. I'll, another uh, here's another tip is that <laughs> down, you know, all these hotels are interconnected. Yes. By escalators. Uh, but if you go south between uh, Excalibur and Mandalay Bay, those are connected through a series of moving sidewalks. Mm -hmm. And boy, they are really fun to dance on. And I have <laughs> seen people pull some like Jamiroquai shit on those moving sidewalks that is better than any, I, I can imagine anything uh, a club could offer you, especially when like you can drink anywhere. You can bring your drink to like that can be your club. It's a there's a moving sidewalk in this club and and you have mm -hmm. people filtering in who may not want to be in the club um but that makes it more fun because you're getting you're getting that like you know nice bouquet of americana in this in this place <laughs> rather than see, rather than being behind the the velvet rope and just seeing mm -hmm. the douchebags who really want to go clubbing and buy a 25 shot of alcohol yeah. half shot really yeah. apple jack shot it's like mm -hmm. you could see them mm -hmm. filling three quarters with apple juice and then a Spritz. I love an apple juice, but then for for twenty five. Yeah, twenty five bucks is a little steep for me. Was was this because you were all pasted up and they didn't want to? They were doing you a favor. It was uh, three p.m. and uh, I think uh, it was actually uh, my girlfriend at the time. She was buying drinks for her friends, and um, for four shots, it was a hundred dollars. And Jesus, wow! I that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot, period. You, I've drank all night for, you know, a quarter <laughs> of that myself. Yeah, so. you also can bring, I mean, you, I carry a bottle with me wherever I go in Vegas, too. So mm. you don't, you know, if you're a value hunter, um, yeah, just, just bring your bottle of bourbon in your cargo pants. You don't have to buy shots anywhere. True. Or a little Ziploc baggie of whatever drug you want in the mm -hmm. homemade Kahlua. Yeah. <laughs> homemade mm -hmm. Kahlua. Love it. Well, I've learned a lot today uh, about Vegas. I think it's time to go to the ratings. Oh, my 
Gosh, the ratings are beginning, and here is how they work. We're going to rate Vegas against something else on a scale of 0 to 10, using that something else as our basis for comparison. And that can be another city. It could be uh, an experience. It could be any chocolate chip cookies, because, hey, you think chocolate chip cookies are a 10 out of 10, and so is Vegas. Whatever you want to do, and if that doesn't make sense, me and Sasha will go first. Okay, I will go first, and on the scale 1 to 10, I want to compare Vegas to Reno. We haven't brought up Reno, and I went to Reno for... This is just like two experiences. I'm taking experience of my experience of going to Vegas. And you know the whole story. All th- kinds, of, kinds of things happened. To uh, my experience of going to Reno with my dog Spoon and doing nose work. Like there was like a big nose work competition. And nose work is a sport that I used to participate in with my dog. It's basically like a... Um, a sports version of detective work for a dog where they have to find um, uh, essence, um, like infused, like essential oil infused Q-tips and alert the handler and whoever does it first. And it's like multiple Q-tips and big spaces uh, that dogs, that dog wins. And it's, it's like a, just like a fun sport. It's very crazy, but I love it. And, I went to Reno just for that. And I did not get to see the Reno, the, like the, the gambling or the entertaining part of Reno. And, but because my experience with the dog was so great, and it's just one of the most beautiful days, I think, is when we went, we drove, it was snowy. We drove to, I drove to Reno from Los Angeles because it was so hard to even get in. You had to be like a 200-person wait list, and I think they pushed me up at the end, and I got into the trial. That was like one of just the greatest times is just spending time with my dog. And I'll give that experience a nine. It's just like a strong nine. Ten would be like if I had to just do it outside of my house because driving for a long time is a problem. But nine. Vegas, very memorable. I think that's the big thing um, that brought up Vegas for me in this conversation, Zach. Like you really stressed uh, how important it is to like just have good memories in life. And um, I think this is true and have good stories. And I haven't thought of it. I haven't thought of Vegas like that. I thought coming in here that I'm going to get Vegas like a two or three because I don't really drink. I'm not into gambling and I don't like crowds. (laughs) And I don't like roller coasters. Um, So I thought I was going to give it two or three. But you know what? What is life if not making memories and stories? So I'll give it a seven. Vegas, seven. I'll accept that. For someone yeah. who almost died there. Yeah. That's not bad. Joe, what about you, Joe? Uh, I'm going to base it off uh, or rate it against um, all-you-can-eat and drink events. Uh, if Around L.A. or anywhere, really, but I've been to quite a few in L.A. You can pay, like, 40 bucks to go to these certain food and wine events, and then you could have all-you-could-eat you know, they give you a cup or something, and you, they have all you can drink. They'll have, like, signature cocktails. And it's a nice way to spend a day and just hang out with the different vendors they have there and people all chilling. Um, but, of course, you know, you're usually in, like, some small gated area. Um, the You're stuck with a certain type of drink. Like, you know, it has to be an Eddie's Vodka cocktail or something like that. 
Uh, and uh, they're fun. They'd probably be an eight or a nine. Mm. But because we're rating them along with Vegas, they're a two. And that Vegas oh. is a ten. Because I could confidently, and even more so now after this conversation, take 40 bucks and really make it stretch in Vegas. I could have a, I could do my night off 40 bucks in Vegas. So uh, I can't wait to go back even, especially after this conversation. Uh, I think it is a great place and it's not a place you have to spend any money on. Oh my God, I want to cry. That is great. I'm like the Johnny Appleseed of Las Vegas. Like I'm bringing people this new found experience. I, I love it. I love it. Thank you. It's, I love that you love it. Yeah, you know, it's my husband's been telling me the whole time I've known him for like 13, 14 years that he'll take me to Vegas and show me a good time. And every time I said no, but now maybe I'll finally say yes and see what that good time is all about. Just watch where you walk. You know, that's all you got to do. <sighs> mm-hmm. Uh, as you walk. What about you, Zach? Most important. So my rating, I was thinking about, uh, I think like Joe was implying the value of a dollar. And if I'm going to spend this money, what's the best way to spend it on? And I, I went to Reddit and I said, <laughs> I asked like, what's the best thing to buy for $400? I said $400 is like maybe, that's a good, that's a good Vegas weekend trip you could probably do you could probably do like a thursday friday on with vegas if you're if you're a value shopper four hundred dollars reddit says uh an oculus quest 2 which is something i've not played oh, but yeah. you know it's the vr thing right which i think is four hundred dollars but maybe in the black market it's a lot more because they're hard to get um but i've seen i have an idea of what the oculus quest 2 is and i'm i'm a kind of a gamer and so i can see the appeal to to it I would give it a. I would give that a seven. It, it, you know, in value for four hundred dollars. I mean, Vegas is like a, is a, it's got to be a ten. Vegas is a ten because it not only gives you like great the Oculus Quest. You have an asset that then you can like sell and then get back some of that four hundred dollars for less money and then do something else. Vegas, you could walk away a millionaire. You could mm. you could walk away married. You could walk away with a record deal. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you could have new friends, new experiences, new like your third eye could open for four hundred dollars. Mm. Like you can't beat you can't beat that. Like Vegas wow. is a ten, and it should go on a plaque somewhere because yeah, that's how no, it feels. That's that's beautiful. I'm gonna say that's beautiful. and compelling. I'm guessing because you guys, yeah. you want to yeah. change your votes. I, I'm thinking that the the big takeaway from this is that if you haven't had a good time in Vegas or uh, haven't even been there but are turned off by it, you're probably looking at it through the wrong lens. And if you're going, like, let me know. I'll 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 meet you. Zach, thank you so much for changing our minds, opening our third eye and uh, pointing it at Vegas really means a lot. Uh, I'm really, I, I did the Lord's work here, I think. Um, and I'll see you there. I, I'm, I'm tingly right now. I want to go. Let's go. Where can our audience find you on the internet? Yeah, uh, I, I think the most, uh, the place I post the most is Instagram at Zach Tells Lies. Z-A-C-H is how you spell my name. But really, like, I'm someone who uh, hangs out in person. So just email me. You know, if you want to like wow. say hello, open invite. Take sex class. Yeah, well, yeah, you can take my class at Script Anatomy, which you can see at scriptanatomy.com. 
um, or email me, Zach, at scriptanatomy.com. And then, you know, let's hang out. Let me know how you are. Great. Joe, what about you? Oh, just go to joecabello.com. You'll see different things like comic books, books, and uh, and a link to Shut Up, I Love It podcast. So that as well. <laughs> uh, go check it out. Great. Well, thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening.